transmitting to you from Old Heart Radio. We'll cut all that out. This is, I mean, without fault, Old Heart Radio is what Old Heart Radio is. Uh, this is episode, I think, 14 of uh, Local Yokels now. And I got Nick Flannery sitting down here with me. Nick, say hello to the hot dogs. Hey, hot dogs. I didn't know that's what we were going to call you guys. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. It's uh, <laughs> David actually called me out on it in a podcast recently. He was like, why do you call people hot dogs? And I was like, I, I had to think about it for a second. I was like, I just like the way it sounds. <laughs> it rolls off the tongue. Yeah. So I don't know. I guess maybe everybody's just a, a you know, processed piece of meat and a shiny tube or something. No, let's, let's not go deep, too deep down that road. <laughs> that's, that's what I feel like most days. Yeah. yeah I mean, we're, I, we're getting existential here. I wake up like that. I go to sleep like that. <laughs> Damn, coming out hard. Uh, what are you, what are you sipping on there, my man? Uh, this is a scotch. It is a Japanese scotch called Akashi. Ah. And I I opened this one just for just for this conversation because I was so excited. Oh shit, dude. Oh shit. Well, is it tasty? Is it worth it? It's quite tasty. Very smooth. Yeah. Not too bold of a flavor profile. And I don't know if you know this. I mean, I don't mean this in any way. You can you 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 sip away because I encourage it. But I miss drinking so much, and I haven't drank in a, a good long while. Man, uh, and I smoke weed. I'll say that right now on the podcast. It's definitely helped me get away from alcohol, which became kind of like a burden on me. Mm-hmm. But oh, dude, I miss like that. I miss that nice fiery breath that like a good like you know some like good scotches or whiskeys can give you. Yeah. I really don't drink so much anymore. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like exactly about the time I turned 30, like the hangover would start like before the beer was finished. <laughs> you so smell I just, it and you're just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the headache kicks in like three quarters of the way through the beer. It's like my body's giving me a pre hangover. Oh, man. But I, I mean, I don't, don't get me wrong, though. It's uh, like, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to wax about alcohol too long, but alcohol, mm-hmm. uh, it definitely like, at least I can say for myself, it, it it definitely like gives me that social lubricant that I that I need a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because otherwise, I'll just like sit there and just like I don't know, man. I don't, I'm not I'm not too big of a talker if, uh, unless I got something something going. Caffeine, marijuana, formerly alcohol. Caffeine is uh, the big one. Caffeine that is. One. <laughs> it's just a cup of coffee. I'll, I'll drink like a pot of coffee now, and it's. It's it's just about what I need to get through a day. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I mean, it's yeah, it, it's one of those ones like caffeine's one of those things that like I don't know. I think about how normalized it is to like it, to like use caffeine on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, like you know, I, I 
I have like, like my fluctuation with it, like is varying on days. Like some days I'm like slamming espresso for like, you know, one out every like, you know, two hours out of the day. And it's not probably the best thing to keep me jacked up in that way. Probably not good for my heart, but you know, mm-hmm. what the fuck ever. Uh, it's caffeine. It's just one of those weird though. It's weird that that's like the normalized one though. You know, mm-hmm. I remember when I was like a caregiver, I was, I was doing night shifts. I would like, and I got this idea from Scott Weiss. Uh, you know, <laughs> you, know, like, you, know you, you know, the story is going to be a good one when you like, you started off with, I got this idea from Scott Weiss. Exactly, man. Shout out, shout out to that man, wherever he is. Um, but like he, I like got the idea to start like crushing up nodos and putting it like either in my coffee or in my energy drink that I was drinking to try to get through the night. And uh, it, oh, oh my god, dude! Like I can't even think about doing that nowadays. Like I mean, my heart's uh, racing thinking about that. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I mean, <laughs> but like that was like I mean, you were around like you, you remember like the. The, the beginning of the idea of like a four like things like four locos when four locos popped out <laughs> and it was like and it was like the the fully caffeinated loco became like this blackout aw- in the can back then oh god it was like this aw- <laughs> yeah dude i mean it but like when they took the caffeine away after they after what was it, it was like a party at like one of the colleges in washington state here yeah it was central whatever they were at- doing they like Whatever they were doing, they were they were getting in so much trouble with Four Loca that they got the entire thing banned in America, like was, nationwide. It was like some some kid, like it was like a classic anti drug ad. Like some kid goes too far with his with his Four Loco consumption and he jumps out a window. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, but you're right, dude. Like that, like that incident sparked like a national ban on the caffeine in the logo <laughs> there's still somewhat of a scene up in bellingham because you can still get the caffeinated ones in canada so they'll pop up from bellingham up to up to like vancouver or wherever it is they need to go to buy their four loco that's fucking mm-hmm. i love the idea of making a, a a border run to go get some four loco <laughs> <laughs> Oh, they make so the loco run. They, yeah, the loco run. <laughs> oh my god, dude! But yeah, that. Well, Scott, man, me and Scott used to drink so much four loco back in the day, though. Like because, we, like in this like appalling oh, way, a lot of us did. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it became get well, it because, in the gas station for like a. Hmm. Exactly, dude. It was exactly that. It was a cheap way to get really fucked up. <laughs> Uh, and here we are especially like oh man early 20s too we're just we're pinching every penny to like buy a bagel for lunch yeah of course we're gonna go for four loco or maybe that steel reserve oh my god a steely i think i think jasper uh used to used to like mickey bombs like (laughs) (laughs) oh my god He did have, he had an affinity for the grenades. I remember that. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> oh man, I love that dude. Um, yeah, dude, that, that shit was, that shit was wild. I can't believe that. Uh, I don't know. I just, I can't believe, like, like I said, my, my heart feels for my, my younger days when I'm just, it, it wishes if it was, uh, 
<laughs> probably better taken care of, I guess. I don't know. Um, it's, it's one of those things. Like it, it, it's the most fun I never want to have again. Oh, for sure. I think about the amount of not time, but probably Irreparable. money the most that I've that I spent on dumb uh, <laughs> shit to, that I basically put in my body. We'll say. Yep. That's a nice oh. way of putting it. That's a not That's revealing cool. way of putting putting it. <laughs> can't can't get that. Can't get that time back, but you you can keep the memories most of the time. <laughs> most of the time. Oh man. So I see like some of your keyboard setup kind of in the background there behind yeah. you. What have you been working on the most lately, man? You, I see I, I watch your your Instagram stories so often, I feel like, because you're always posting these cool like things that you're working on. Uh, do you just have like random like tracks that you just enjoy picking up and putting down? Do you just are you working on anything in particular? Like yeah, honestly, so I I am completely unfocused right now with with learning all of this stuff. It yeah. like after Schmouter I, I like kind of fell off with any making any kind of music at all. Yeah. Just wasn't really a priority at the time. And then there was like a 10-year break and just when the pandemic started up again, of course I wanted to get back into my old hobbies. Yeah, for so sure. So <laughs> I like I I bought a guitar cuz I didn't have one with me at the time. And I started buying. I started like looking into software. Yeah, like because I didn't want to buy an amp because like I, I I keep living in these small apartments with thin walls, or or whatever. We have roommates that I don't want to annoy. But yeah, there's always something. Man. Yeah, there's it's it's always something. So I, I I looked into like getting software amplifiers, and they sounded so good. And I kept like upgrading and little gears and the. You know what? I want to start recording some of the what I have here. I don't have a drum set. What am I going to do for that? So I started looking at digital drum instruments. Yeah, man. And it just sort of spiraled completely out of control from there. <laughs> you know, on a on a uh, different podcast I just recorded, I was talking to uh, my friend Jamie about her like gearhead affinity for like fly fishing and outdoor gear. And then I was like, you know, you don't even know how deep that goes for like music musicians. Like the music gear like never stops, dude. <laughs> yeah, it it it, it can't. It, but actually. But I, I I had to break down and I actually ordered a, another guitar just a couple days ago because oh, yeah. I needed a seven string mm. for a for a track I'm I'm workshopping it. I'm just I'm, I have, I haven't even started writing it yet. I'm just like workshopping ideas for it, but I know it's going to need that bottom end on that guitar, like a growl to it. This is going to be about space cats. Oh shit. Like space uh, cats. I don't know if you're familiar with the Twilight Imperium, the board game. Uh, I don't, I'm not actually. I can't say I am. I'm, what What is that? What is that? Tell me. Explain it's, it to me real quick. It's a massive game. Like one game can take like 12 to 14 hours to play. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's sort of like an extremely complicated like hash out between settlers of Catan and Risk. So like you're trying to get the resources okay. you need to succeed in the end to accomplish objectives. And you know you got to fight everyone in the meantime to get those things. That's cool. So. Cause like that, that's like I one of the, I love the gameplay of Settlers, but uh, you know, just kind of building and storing does get a little stale sometimes. So it, mm -hmm. that is a cool merging of ideas there. Oh yeah, and it that's because it's it's a, it is such a huge game. Like it does really eat up time. <laughs> So like, if you're going to actually sit down and play it in person, like you either have a table that you're not going to touch like for weeks at a time with that game set up on it, or you're doing it online. And we, we played online. Uh, fair but, enough, dude. 
I mean, there's a some some of the factions in there have like like these unique faces. Like there's a, a race of cat people. They're like these desert trader type cats. Oh shit! And they're like they're wealthy as hell because they're traders. Nice. And then there's like this necro. So it, I don't know the, the lore and like the imagery in this game is so cool. I just started like making up song ideas for it and i finished one for the necro virus <laughs> yeah oh dude i think i i think i saw yeah, okay <laughs> that's what that was for yeah, i had no yeah. idea i was like necro virus where'd that come from <laughs> so that's yeah that's just a faction in that board game and i made that song and it's this horrible <laughs> smash together of like trance music and black metal <laughs> it's one of the most disgusting things i've ever created and it kind of sounds great <laughs> <laughs> it's awful like, yeah, I'm, like a part of me was like embarrassed to post it on the internet oh fuck no dude <laughs> there's the thing i've i i feel like i always have to tell myself even when i post these podcasts is that like there's so much more embarrassing shit that other people have done on the internet <laughs> you that know? is true either way like you know it's one of those things i people are gonna like it or, or lump it you know and i think i think that I think it's just a bold move to fucking put anything up anyway, just because you're creating it, dude. It's hard to like sit around with like things just like stacking up on your computer. You know? Yeah. No, you that's, know. I mean, that's, that's, that's what I, me and every other Geardo musician, it, we like, we don't make songs. We make like two or three riffs and record those and then forget about that file on our computer for six years. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, <laughs> I mean, I don't it's make the, finished products. It's the same, dude. I have like, I have multiple different like random tracks of things that are either waiting for like me to finish like some sort of vocal thing on them, me to finish some sort of like, you know, additional drum thing for them. Like what the fuck ever, but it's, it is, you just see it's, but I don't know. Like I kind of like the flow of it, even though it's chaotic, I'll just like, it's when I sit down, I'm just like, all right, man, I haven't looked at this in a while. Let's like, let's open it up. And I have some like fresh ears for it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I've even had it happen, like just because of the way that I did do that initially, like I've gone back and found like three totally separate ideas that I was just like, you know what, these these things all work together. Why don't I, yeah, turn this all into one project? And there's like almost a whole completed song. Exactly, dude. I've definitely, I actually have definitely done that before. There's, I'm working on this one. It's like this uh, Jeremiah, a long while ago, started getting into beat making, and he. Uh, he gave me like he like I have this like folder on Google Drive that's just full of like there's at least like 20 25 tracks of just like random stuff that he's made. Hmm. Uh, so every now and then I try and like get on there and like pick through one and like I'll just start like dicking around with it, you know, adding this or like adding that, like you know, eventually trying to get like some sort of vocal work done on them because mm-hmm. that's really what they're like there for. We we have this uh I. I think it's still ongoing. We, I, I think we made a guarantee that we don't really put too much shit down. Uh, but we have this project called Revenge Revenge, and it's basically the story Pretty about badass the, name. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> it, if you think that's badass, listen to this. Uh, so, <laughs> so it's about two android wizard brothers who fly around through time and space, and, and they're I'm, on just on like, board. <laughs> their their drive is basically just this quest for knowledge so it's always just it's a constant quest you know i'm, I'm into it i'm, yeah, I'm yeah. pretty into that <laughs> yeah. so we dug ourselves into like a pretty like we dug ourselves into kind of like this like weird hole where we started writing really plot centered like tracks and we realized like there's no 
like either somebody's going to get really sucked into the storyline or they're not going to give a fuck about what's going on in half the songs <laughs> so, it was like you know it's like oh hold on a second dude like we gotta figure this out yeah i think at that point you kind of you, you got to do it like coheed style where like you just make the the snappiest hookiest parts of that story yeah well and that's kind of it like i like at least for myself it's taken me a while i'm finally starting to, to like get in that gear uh it's taken me a little while to like write in that way and i think like it's specifically like uh, even calling back to like some of the you know schmouter stuff like uh, just for the hot dog's sake like you know me and me and nick here used to be in this band called jay schmouter el capitan uh was it more than a band where they wasn't a mythical legend yes it was you know it was all the above uh dusty gill who's also been on the show was another member so you know anytime you hear schmouter's reference schmouter reference is probably that uh but yeah so even dating back to that like a lot of stuff like i started like i realized this i started writing like really specific like instead of like putting a, a bit of plot in there it was like all plot <laughs> just exposition dumps yeah exactly dude and so it's just like it was just it's like, like there's oh man it's like that that era of comics that was like late 90s or something where the speech bubbles would be like three quarters of the panel oh no dude seriously it's like i just for some reason i've always been dialogue heavy <laughs> uh but i think i'm finally ca- I, i've caught i've caught a a, a different kind of flair these days so that's kind of interesting hey man uh, you, you wove some epic tales of of what we got up to in the underworld <laughs> saving so santa fighting satan or maybe it was the other way around i don't I don't quite remember <laughs> <laughs> oh man i you know the christmas in the underworld trilogy was i feel like we played that live at least once i know that for sure did we? uh yeah yeah because it was at the uh it was at, it wasn't the first it was at the community center in wenatchee it was like one of those nights that zach would try to put together but yeah. it wasn't and i don't think it was the first one because the first night no we, we didn't get to play it the first time it got shut down yeah i think right like and our stuff kind of got locked in the room for a second i think that <laughs> that's all. right someone locked the green room and no one had a key <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so oh my god oh, i forgot man. about that like yeah like how that yeah, it was it was somebody forgot somebody locked in oh my god but anyway did so you, did you ever hear the actual reason they shut us down no what was it so the so uh pat was working like side by side with with zach on this one and what the city required them to do to rent out the community center was to hire off-duty police officers as security guards and they're like yeah sure that sounds like a pretty good idea they're like really well trained for that and they'll make sure to keep all the you know the bullshit we don't we don't want on the show in the show yeah and what wound up happening is these cops went like across the street and found two girls drinking underage not not at the community center across the street from it and then they're like oh all right you guys got to shut the whole thing down oh my god and so these two cops who were hired and we, like i think they got paid 200 bucks a piece to shut the show down part way through <laughs> they got paid i like that that's i like you framed it like that they got paid 200 bucks a piece to shut the show down yeah that's pretty fun. much yeah that sucks i we mean actually wonders why they have like, a brain drain of that town yeah for real though uh yeah i i don't like i don't disagree like i think it's a kind of a good idea to like you know especially if it's an underage show maybe like make sure there's some sort of like mm-hmm. security uh but actually no, it is, yeah it's a great idea like you know it just i 
if, I, if they were doing their job, which would be preventing that from happening instead of, I don't know. Yeah. It's like they're yeah. protecting the city from us. Yeah, exactly. That, that was what it felt like growing up, man. I mean, the way... Uh, the way the music scene kind of fell apart. Like I remember when I was like 14, uh, thir- 13, 14 and turning 15, like there were like shows at the Grange. That was like when DFR was, was really like really playing yep. hard. So that there was like shows at the Grange every fucking like weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was like bands coming, you know, you're not like big like, names, but there are some bands that would come like by. Little names. Yeah, like the Blakes came by. Uh, hmm. Circus Survive before they really broke out came by. Like there was like there's the Grange, and then there's this place called the Flash Disco. Flash Disco. I yeah. don't think I ever went to Flash the Disco. Flash, the Flash Disco was like, I only saw like two shows there, I think. Hmm. And, but it was like it was like a little bit like the kids that were like a few years older than me were like. You know, they that's when the flash disc goes going hard. Um, what bands like, blew that a bit, man? Oh, man, that was that would have been like like waiting for Daryl. You <laughs> like waiting for Daryl was like those like like that that era of bands like from the valley. I I, I want to get Dustin Hayes on here to talk about music sometime. Oh yeah, uh, he, he's a legitimate historian of the Wenatchee music scene. I, I cannot yeah. believe like what he's accomplished with that. That's so I, cool. I think it's fucking awesome. But and and, and this, this kind of shit is exactly why I want to talk to him because it's like. Mm-hmm. I wish I could name more than one, like Waiting for Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I think like other bands of that are like Kings of Friday, I think was around. Yeah, yeah. Um, was I remember my buddy Starving, Dana, Dana Messer's like, brother was in a band back then. What was it called? Was that Starving Eyes? No, Starving Eyes. Starving Eyes. Oh my God, dude. Starving Eyes was like the Wenatchee kids. Like those, yep. <laughs> that was, uh, that was like David Kasnick. That's the only person I can remember. Chris, Chris Berg was in it. Chris Berg. I think for Berg. a little bit, like I think him. There's like there's like a little bit of there's like a like a couple of cool cool enough kids to hang out with the Wenatchee kids apparently. Oh yeah. It was like Chris yeah. Berg. Uh, Crossed that stiff rivalry of a river. Yeah, yeah. It was like Chris Berg <laughs> and uh, Brian Getz. I think sometimes played with those kids, but because uh, he was right. fucking legendary, dude. His drumming was fucking legendary back then. Uh, I don't know if he still plays. I really don't either. That dude makes amazing pieces of art, though. I cannot believe what that dude paints. Uh, I know it. He's so talented with it. I I think I've messaged him like twice. Like, hey man, are you ever gonna do prints? Because I can't afford to spend like a few thousand dollars on one of your originals, but I'd love to still support your art. Yeah, exactly. Please print something so I can buy it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like, yo, dude, I wish I could like. But you know, like that, that'd message, be like an entire be like, hey, living dude, room piece. Can we do like one of his? <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. No, his pieces are. You're right, dude. They're huge. Yeah, they're massive, and yeah. they're like captivating. Look, I, he's super good. I could, I could like rant about this all day. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of like. It looks like there's a lot of like uh, texture and detail, like in terms of like. Yeah. You know, I, it's definitely one one to take in take. I think he uh, yeah. I think he does mixed media on some on some of them too. So I know he does oils. And I know he I I think I've seen him do acrylics and he also does a uh, spray. So oh, like okay. all of those are going to have very, like super different textures. Yeah, that's fucking My wild. girlfriend is an artist. I have like the most I no, I don't have really any understanding of it. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's, I feel That's you. presumptuous. I feel you. I every time I talk to somebody that like paints or sculpts or do something like I'm always I, I always preface it with like I am not 
like good with visual arts like so if you, whatever you're describing i appreciate it but mm-hmm. unless you're like showing me it i probably won't really like i'm pretty sure like my my best technique i guess my, my best visual art was this picture I, I drew of trunks from dragon ball z this one time when i was like 13 <laughs> and i'm not gonna lie i traced his hair uh yeah dude it's, i it's had still my best work <laughs> i had <laughs> I had a sketchbook. I remember this growing up. Yeah, I just like a Dragon Ball Z, like, you know, you can draw it. <laughs> but every time, like, I would, yeah, I would trace the lines just to make it look cool. And, like, I was like, man, I wish I could draw like that. <laughs> yeah, I, in, 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 the, in defense of tracing, I did actually learn, like, a lot about how they how they were shaped that way. Like, I'd be able to draw it a lot better freehand after I traced it once or twice. For sure. So... That's that's my defense. Yeah, <laughs> for my traced no art. Excuse, damn it. Was... <laughs> my, my traced anime art when I was a middle schooler. <laughs> I'm bragging about this. This is great. Oh man, uh, yeah, dude. It's you know, I, I I think it's I don't know. I wish I could be more visually inclined. I, I've recently taken to drawing really bad cartoons on our whiteboard in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know what's, what's what's the work you're most proud of what's the work i'm most proud of well today's i drew this guy with a really big nose and there's this big hand coming out of the ground and it all you know it all looks really cartoony i think each hand maybe has four fingers you know <laughs> hey arnold style <laughs> yeah but yeah it's like it's yeah, it's like the guy going don't pick it and then there's the robot in the corner being like don't do it and then the, the fingers like you know right by his nose or whatever so oh so it's fine art yes oh yeah it's tasteful for sure yeah. <laughs> tie brow <Yeah. laughs> oh man yeah no it's like you know uh, music is like I, I it was always like a strange thing in the in the valley because like uh, you know like like I was, like we were saying like there is a couple of weird instances where like the city i think cracked down on places like the flash disco and made and that's eventually why the, that place got shut down and then they the grange i think got shut down for music uh events yeah because of the like grange. an insurance thing yeah well what they had is uh, someone got busted at like multiple times of our shows but like there was people drinking underage there like i think a couple got caught shooting up hard drugs in the back parking lot of the grange yeah and then the grange like the owners of it i think the city they're like you know what if we keep renting to these people we're gonna have like some pretty nasty insurance claims to deal with yeah it's like it's like i i definitely like i can understand it from one standpoint but what what was like what was crazy was how vital it was to the music scene oh yeah it's not just to the scene but like to the people absolutely we we were bringing people out of their their basements for like probably the first time in weeks or so like they didn't want to go out and do things in public and we was like we created a social thing exactly to do it was it was was, it was wild like i remember i would meet up with my buddy caden and we would uh a lot of times i know caden (laughs) and yeah he makes he makes these really awesome dope lo-fi kind of like uh, cool beats oh, right nice. now uh i've made yeah, like three of those i'm not very creative about them <laughs> ah, same but um yeah yeah some but like so i'd meet up with him sometimes or so like sometimes you know it, i just remember like walking up to the grinch you'd basically see like like just a bunch just bunches of people headed up mm-hmm. there and it was like all of a sudden you were just like yeah dude like this is like gonna be a th- like uh you know like a a, a night man it's gonna be a th- like you know a fucking 
gosh, I don't know. They're, they're, those shows were legend, were pretty legendary for the Valley, I, I say. Remember uh, that? I, I remember that like that, that like rush you got walking up to the building and all those people being there and like you had got to go and pay five bucks to get your stamp or your bracelet or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna be those like, local shows, you, man. You just knew it was gonna be a night. It was gonna yeah. be some big sweaty dude in the pit ruining it for everyone. All right? Maybe, man. The street punk kids were out some nights. Uh, <laughs> but no, there, it was it was interesting because like after that there was this drastic shift in the scene there, where. There is nowhere to really play shows, and mm-hmm. so things just kind of stagnated. I think people were making music, but it was really like, like a show would be somebody's like high school, uh, you know, like end of school year party in their backyard or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and there's like the Centennial Park shows like every year, but I mean, we needed it more often than once a year yeah well exactly and that was sort of it it was like there were places to do shows more often but mm. they're just like there wasn't any availability for booking and which was so strange because there's nothing else going on ever <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah. Was, like they, there was nothing to do in that town yeah and we it, need something to do I don't know. Yeah. I'm still pretty. I'm proud of what we did accomplish. Like, Wait. especially like a bunch of teenagers learning how to like actually run events, rent gear, like lights and PA systems and stuff. That's it's nuts. That's so cool. Absolutely, man. Like it made us in be. It made everybody just you know innovate a little bit more. And mm-hmm. uh, that was that was kind of the yeah that was kind of the unique thing that popped out of it. It didn't last. Stagnation didn't last for too long. I'd say. I'd say there's kind of this turnaround, but there's just this weird lull. And then, you know, uh, like music started popping off just a little bit more, a little bit more. Uh, and then, I mean, there's, there, but there's like, oh God, I, I, like there's like different sections. So there's like the Wenatchee kids all had their music scene, right? And then it was mostly like, from what I remember, there's like punk stuff and like quasi hardcore stuff. Uh, then there was like and the, kind of before schmatter and before i really was interacting too much like too often with with y'all you guys had like you know dfr was going like there was like you and like gill and and you know the dix brothers and rex and like this whole like kind of quasi yeah. east wenatchee crew who was like low-key like making just like you guys are just like simmering at the bricks and like, i don't know how often you were like like in on like dfr like kind of esque era projects but i mean there's like what steel armadillos there is yeah i'm gonna say it sir anus and the hemorrhoids <laughs> you were you were dancing around it for so long <laughs> <laughs> i love that shit dude i was oh, like man because it was so much fun and this is something i've talked about on other podcasts like it was it was fun and like the difference was that i felt like all like wenatchee kids were like they were you know not to just like lump them all in i guess but just that scene at that time they were all trying so hard to be so serious and mm-hmm. on the opposite end it was like you had a bunch of like other people making like really good like really good music while just goofing the fuck off and like you know <laughs> like enjoying it and so it's like it we, we, we did we had so much fun we, we wrote songs about the stupidest shit i remember there's I, a what was the what what project was it that there's a song called uh 
<laughs> oh god, what was it? It was like T for two compliments of Elrod. Oh, that was that was that? my solo project. That was or, just excuse you? me. That was excuse me. That was Rafford McGonson's solo project. <laughs> before Rafford wound up uh, joining Serenus and the Hemorrhoids uh, during their second phase of music. <laughs> When they stopped using Microsoft Sound Recorder and started <laughs> using the 16 trap ta- like Tascam and Rex's sh- up. <laughs> oh man, but that's that that that's what I'm saying. Like it was, it was definitely like there was different. It, it was just interesting because there's different like methods to the to the music madness and it, I don't know. Like it's it's something like when I moved over here. I noticed like that the immediately the music scene. Where where are you by the way? I'm oh, just going to interrupt sorry. you. No, I you're have good. No, no idea where you are. <laughs> I'm in Olympia. Uh, oh, you're oh you are in Olympia. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in Bellingham still obviously, right? No, I'm actually in oh. Kirkland now. Kirkland. Oh my god, dude, I'm sorry. I did, I spaced on that too. <laughs> I thought you were in Wenatchee. No, no. <laughs> I knew you um, were in Olympia at one point. I didn't know you were still there, but yeah, yeah, okay. I'm still, in, yeah, still in Olympia. Actually, funnily, funny enough, like me and uh, my fiance, like we're kind of, we're generally like headed, trying to head toward, like kind of towards Bellingham area in the future. Ooh, fiance. Yeah, yeah. Congratulations. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think I knew that actually. She decided she's gonna put a ring on it. So nice. Yeah, yeah. That uh, <laughs> get, a, get a toe ring. Uh, yeah, that's what it really was. I was like, uh, uh, I just want a toe ring, baby. <laughs> he proudly says. <laughs> I want a toe ring. I want it made out of titanium, and I want there to be a beer bottle opener in it. <laughs> With sunglasses you can get. <laughs> oh, man, it's practical, really. I mean, it is. <laughs> How often do you want to, you have to use your hands to open a beer anymore these I don't days? Want, I don't want to do that. No, that sounds crazy. That's that's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I you know, it's that's one of the reasons why I'll, I'll say this. So, so, like being over here in Olympia, the the music scene became um, it became that it became really everybody taking it so seriously. Like they were just like, everybody's trying to be the next band out of Olympia, right? Like, because they, because everybody here likes to remind themselves that Nirvana played a few shows here, <laughs> you know? Like Nirvana's from Olympia, that kind of vibe, you know? I think the only, the only like major, I'm saying major, like the, the biggest act I can think of out of Olympia is like one of the, one of the black metal projects in the area. Oh, um, Wolves in the Throne Room. Yeah, those are the guys. I know Abigail Williams is down there too. I, I say this like I'm super into the black metal scene. I'm not. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm not. I'm not either. I just I'm familiar. I, I think Abigail Williams used to play some shows here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they're if that's based out of uh, out of Oldie or not, but but uh, like everybody here just like takes it so seriously, and and you're like it's like it's like sucks the energy out of like out of uh, the, the process i think a lot of times so yeah that's it, 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 it if you can't like just learn to take it a little easy yeah. like don't take it no no one needs to take themselves as seriously as they often do word i mean if if, if you want to be professional about it if you want to have like a good quality act that's going to go far like put the work in and be professional about it but like you got to acknowledge that not everyone's going to 
going to take you seriously. You're in, you're a, like an independent artist. Like I've, I've come to terms with that. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm with you, my friend. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like there, there's, how do I say it? It's not, it really, like you have, yeah, you have to, at, at times I, I have been one of those people that has like tried to take myself way too seriously in, in those ways. And I, I've learned that like, I stop enjoying making music. I stop enjoying writing. I stop enjoying these things that I want to enjoy. And so, you know, once you sort of like alleviate yourself and just say like, I'm going to make what I'm going to make, like that kind of gives you the freedom to sort of like, you know, then be even more creative with what the fuck ever you want to do. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's that that's also somewhat been a hindrance to me actually putting out like one complete finished work is because I'm never going to like every time I'm struck with inspiration, it's always some like wildly different genre of music than the last one I made. So I'm not, you know, by the time I'm going to have like one album ready to release, I'm probably going to have six albums ready to release. Yeah. Because I can't stay focused on one thing for long enough. Yeah, but I think that's in a way. I think it's it's kind of good because it shows that you're you're always like taking in inspiration. You're always like, I don't know. It, it's I don't know. It can it it can be kind of chaotic, and I feel like sometimes it's. Uh, I can say for myself at least, the focus is like the hard. Sometimes the hardest thing, okay. like when it's like when it's like, yo, dude, if I want to get some, like this one track done, I like I've been working on this track called These My Friends. And I've been, I have my vocal part down. I've like practiced it. And it's just about like getting a, like a, a recording down. But it's like, I've tried it a couple of times and I'm just like, fuck it, dude. Like whatever. Well, that's because it. every time you hit the record button, all of your skill disappears. Yeah. That happens to me every, every time I hit that button, I all, forget how to play guitar. Yeah. All of a sudden, like nerve, your like nerves just like <laughs> seize you up and you're just like, okay, I'm not going to do it. Uh, but that's in a way what's been helping me work with that is that like i've been able to say like i have this and it's like ready at this one stage but i've been turning and i've been working on uh here and there more bits for i'm i'm, I'm just gonna say finger the the jay schmouter like kind of re- revival that we're, we've been sort of simmering about mm-hmm. so and it's been kind of fun to write in like this different style and i think that helps me focus on this a separate writing style that i have for this other project in a way so Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe splitting splitting focus kind of helps sometimes. I'm I'm actually pretty excited for the like the the idea of the Schmouter project. And I mean, I'm, I've been toying around with riffs, but I'm I keep getting like stuck in this place where like is this a is this a Nick Flannery solo project riff or is this a, a Jay Schmouter El Capitan riff? Yeah, this, yeah. This sounds a little tryhardy. That's a Nick one for sure. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you and uh you know it'll be one of the things we talked about before doing this this podcast is we talked about trying to get you know the cast the the, uh, the schmouter crew you know uh on an on an episode which i think would be like for me that's been like i have it on this list on my phone as like pipe dream you know <laughs> so i'm hoping to make that this, happen it's got to be totally doable i mean we could have probably every member yeah on it. I was thinking worst case scenario, we get everybody that's in Wenatchee just over to Gil's house and make him like mm-hmm. just hit record while they're all in one room or something. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to make that happen because because that uh, for myself is, is, is like a project that I look back on and I think like, wow, like it was so much fucking fun to do. And that, that energized so much else in my life. Uh, and so like, you know, 
you know, I, I just like something that's like a fun energy suck is what oh, I, yeah. is, is sounds great. You know, one of my one of my all time favorite just memories of of just things that we got up to is when we we all just decided that we were going to do like a 24 hour lock in and record the album in one night. We obviously did not succeed at that. We were deliriously tired at like four in the morning trying to track. (laughs) It was, it's still, it still shows like if you go back and listen to those recordings, like we're clearly not at the top of our game. (laughs) Yeah. I mean like that, that's what I mean. And like, like for myself, like there is, there is some moments where I definitely remember uh letting my like my young early 20s want to like get fucked up and party <laughs> and impact my my vocal prowess we'll say oh man it's yeah. so you know like it's uh yeah i mean it's like but the, you know irregardless what one of the things that i think is so funny from that is that like every now and then when i'm interacting with some like you know somebody from Wenatchee uh or, or whatever like somehow that gets brought up and not usually by me but it's usually by like the other the other party and it's like people people also remember the the fun that i think that we brought to the stage and to like the night that the, they saw us play and so i think I, I think they also knew what they were getting into with a schmouter show yeah absolutely like, <laughs> a, a band shows up with a name like ours Looking the way we did, Dusty Gill in a hot dog suit with a double neck guitar, Jasper wearing like the Kiwanis like fringe vest. Oh my sombrero. god! Sombrero. He used to rock that sombrero. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, dude. They they knew what they were getting into, and we we would play like acoustic ballads about like stalkers, <laughs> or like a straight up hardcore metal song. Oh my god, dude! That, that we had to censor, so we would like say Spock instead of fuck, and it yeah. Was... Oh my god, dude! It, and that's what I mean. Like, it it was just like hein- heinously ridiculous at times, <laughs> and and you know, I think that I think that's something. At least I know I want a little bit more. <laughs> so, yeah. Whether the world the, the world is ready, will have to be up to them. <laughs> It's just we had literally no regard for what like should have been. We just did what we felt like doing, and that results in songs like "Death on TV," which is like half math rock and half '90s TV show themes. Absolutely, man. That's the one, man. Like a "Death on TV" is I I I don't have any, like I haven't heard that track in so long, but I can hear parts of it in my head still. We have uh, so we have a SoundCloud. You can go and listen to it. Um, is it uh, on there? You, yeah, if you uh, if you can track down Hats McGavin on SoundCloud, oh my God, Hats himself uploaded a bunch of our old like most legendary stuff. Oh my God, dude, I'm gonna have to. Yep. Okay. Well, you heard it here, po- podcast friends. Uh, that. <laughs> no. <laughs> Cowboys and Indians is also there. Oh no. <laughs> Eight eight zero two crew. Well. You can't laying tell people bear. about that. <laughs> laying a bear. Don't we'll worry. Hope, that out. Hopefully they didn't make it this far. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. I'm. Uh, either way, I'm looking forward to trying to get that project off the ground with with y'all again. I and eventually, we're on a show for a second. Eventually, <laughs> we're, no. You're good. You're good. Uh, eventually, we're gonna have to try and like actually get in person together and you know do something so mm-hmm. uh 
Either way, uh, I, I think because of the Zoom Lords, we're going to have to try. I'm going to have to cut this recording soon. So I just wanted to say before I have to do that, I really appreciate you getting on here and, and you know, just shooting the shit with me, my friend. Like, Nick, it's so good to see you, man. It's so good to like, bullshit with you, just chat and catch up a little bit here and there, like, with the, with this. Yeah. So I hope. An absolute blast. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being on here. So, uh, I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it off. But I, do you got any last words to say to the hot dogs before they boil this down? I I have no idea, man. I just, didn't come with a sign off. Just eat it and believe it, folks. Just do it. <laughs> okay. Teamwork makes Team? the dream work. There you go. You heard it here. <laughs> All right. 